Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches With Beards. On today's episode, I turn to this podcast and say, you're starting to look old. Cold was the still of my axe to grind for the boys that broke my heart. We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And if you're wondering who we are and why we have a podcast and why the ice in our glasses is rattling, and I think we better get on with the episodes. <laughs> it is just a rattling. Okay, let's rattle. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> rattle and prattle. It's rattling because my landlord was round when we got in to do the aircon and the dog was barricaded in the kitchen because she's a little bit contentious around him and was a bit agitated. Then she kind of tried to go for me. So we couldn't get the wine in the fridge quick <laughs> enough. So we've had to put like ice cubes in our white wine. So we're improving tonight. Yes, we did the ice in the white wine. We are that classy. But it does mean we have that horrible... Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the rattle. It's a little ting, ting, ting. Well, your bottle's in the freezer, so oh, yes. we can't, at least it's not carbonated. We won't hear it pop. We've done that one before. I've done it at uni. I have done it several times, so I hate saying that, but I have. I know. Well, considering I just literally rolled my eyes at my landlord by accident because he said, I want to come over tomorrow to fix something. <laughs> and I was like, really? On a Saturday? <laughs> and then suddenly realised, wait, tomorrow's Friday, yeah. which is good. Friday is going to be a good. I'm, I'm actually, you know what? I like a Thursday because it's the longest part of the weekend in a weird way. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm looking forward to my Friday because uh, I'm traveling from the crack of dawn. And uh, so, what time though? I have to be at Union Station to catch the 7:55 train to Baltimore. Be there at 8:20, and then I'll sit at the airport until 11:30. So you're crack of dawn, not crack of sparrows. Crack of sparrows is early, early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's crack of dawn. I, I plan on sitting in the lounge and having a Bloody Mary, reading some of my book, finally, for April, because I have yet to read any of my book for April. I know. I'm having to stretch my book to two months. Oh. Yeah, I just had another chance. It's a, it's a thick book, though. But here's the thing. I, I meant to tell you this before we started podcasting, is sometimes you stop reading. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I'm going to get back into it. This week's been... It's been something. No, I, 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 I think we found like the rhythm of the podcast. Um, I mean, we're talking here because this is actually our 10th episode. Yay. Yay. Cheers again. Cheers, alcoholism. <laughs> no, so uh, I feel we've got the rhythms, but no, it's a bigger book. I've, there's just been so much going on the last couple of weeks. Mm. And, and yeah. I guess they will, today for us, at work we had the the hope lunch which is like an instant national potluck and i made sausage rolls and a mm-hmm. carrot cake mm-hmm. but we also had easter on sunday and there's been a lot to do and not a lot of time to do it yes so i'm having a bit of a reset because i have this away this weekend so i'm gonna get this done and other projects done and like we're halfway through April now and just enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy the rest of it. And I'll also be gone so I can't distract you and let me just tell you this week, like last minute plans have been falling apart. My dear friend Kit has gotten sick so I'm not doing dinner with her tomorrow night and then it's just travel's been changing, tweaking just a little bit here and there and you've got to check in for this flight and check into this hotel and check into this hotel and check into this boat and I'm like, if I have to check into one more thing, I'm going to lose my mind. 
yeah. to coordinate one more thing. Yeah. Like explaining to my father that I have to have the hotel address in Puerto Rico so I can order an Uber from the airport to Helps. the hotel. He's like, oh, I guess that does make sense. I'm like, yes, Dad. Yes, it does. And there's not a lot of Puerto Rico airport like to mm. do while waiting for someone to come in. Well, which is fine, but it's one of these. He, he's got a grasp that we, we do have to share addresses and stuff so yes. we can get places. <laughs> he's like, you're not going to try and check in before us. And I'm like, we're on the same flight. I don't think I'm going to do that. Don't worry. Yeah, we're in the process. We have a spreadsheet. We've got some Facebook groups set out, but I've got to really aggressively now start planning stuff for Sounds London. Like you're going to be here for this date at this time. No exceptions. Oh well, yeah. I had a um. I saw the lovely Frida at work yesterday. Oh, how was Frida? Good. Six months. Oh yeah. So very excited there. But no, she's like, you just got to put your foot down, and we are. Yeah. But, no, this weekend is going to be all. It's going to be very sad. Um, I do not get up to kinky hijinks. E orgies when the husband is away he's away on a, on a business trip I am going to be eating fish because he hates fish uh, mac and cheese because he doesn't want the calories um, I will probably then spend at least one evening in tomorrow and I think I've got I was going to say you should come but you're not here um, <laughs> yeah it's Brendan's birthday today so oh. that. but no not well, a lot but the week um, yeah we yeah I've got a, a really boring weekend which I'm going to love every minute of but like last weekend was nice. So last weekend was very high octane, so I feel like you you need to have a down weekend. Well, we had a really quiet day. We went to Lone Oak Brewery. Well, we went for a hike with the dog um, for turkey rum, mm-hmm. which we like, even though it's full of bugs. And full of bluebells. Oh, yes, yes. And there's a whole sign-up going, please tell us where there's bluebells. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, well, they're everywhere. <laughs> I don't know what to say, They're really. all over. <laughs> um, and then we went to, yeah, Lone Oak Brewery is really nice. It lets dogs inside, mm-hmm. uh, which is lovely, because it was a bit cooler. And the dog's not usually good around others. But we got chatting to the girlfriend of the rather cute uh, guitarist, um, mm-hmm. and she was really, like, thought Deaf Dog was really sweet looking. Mm-hmm. And then there was some ladies next to us, had dogs, and they were like, oh, what's your dog like a dog? We said she is, um, we always we say she's deaf, so she's a bit, you know, they're like, that's mm-hmm. okay. And then a little girl came up and goes, can I say hi to your dog? And we Aww. said, yes, and, and everyone was like, thank you for asking. And it started this whole debate up, public service announcement here, mm-hmm. never approach someone's dog Without asking first, our dog is it can she can nip and she's, she's just fickle. defensive. Yeah, she has her signs and you know them and you approach and you don't. Yeah, when someone's got a t-shirt that says "consent is sexy," then touches the dog without asking, it's like it's the same thing. I'm afraid she's a living creature. Yes. Um, but I went to get some food and beer and came back and naturally every time I leave the side of my husband, there's an issue. No, I'm joking. But uh, <laughs> and then someone had, on a table nearby, the dog had tried to nip and because oh. she had leant down and tried to you know, touch my dog. Um, and um, she said, well, a dog shouldn't be in here. And everyone turned around and said, you should not have bent over to a dog that you didn't know and touch yeah, it. You know. exactly. But Dev Dog was really good and we got back and helped us working that night for Easter. So we had a really nice, yeah, we had it, we kept it really quiet. And then Sunday, everyone was around for Easter. So it was a day that felt like it shouldn't have been a lot of cooking. But suddenly turned into a day of just kind of cooking and podcasting and Stuff we'll talk about in a second, yeah. you know, but, um, and, um, you dared me to make a focaccia bread and I did make the focaccia bread. So I dared you last Friday night when we were recording, I was like, oh, I dare you to make a focaccia bread. 
And uh, you, you did. You absolutely did. And it was funny because um, I, I was very shocked whenever I walked in to see it. While you were doing the hiking and the bluebells, I was uh, doing my tulip trekking through D.C. Um, and I actually went to see an exhibit at the National Gallery. It's called uh, Sketching in Britain from the 18th Century, I think. And so it's all like pen and ink, watercolor sketches, and oh, graphite nice. stuff. So as a watercolorist, not to do my own horn, you know, it felt very, very nice. And it was a good big exhibit. It was like four rooms, like four big rooms. Like, you should go see it if yeah. you got some time. Um, if I've got... Well, Hubs is away again. Well, next Sunday he's away because mm-hmm. we're going to see M83 for my birthday. And he right. was like, oh, are we busy on the 22nd? I'm like, we're going out for my birthday that night. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, you can go the next day. I'm still kind of... He's got to look at flights still. And if he has to, he has to, because I'm not going to yeah. be petty. Um, but he's coming back on my birthday day. He's taking me out for curry. And we're watching Good. Empire Strikes Back. Good. The only other bit of news this week is, and it's not really big news, but Def Dog did have her annual checkup, and it's all looking good. That's fantastic. She's 12 years old, so we get a little bit nervous. She's got a little bit of arthritis, so we got to get some pushing and take, start taking the occasional pill. Mm. Um, bit of Lyme disease exposure well, which will get checked that's going to be sorted and that but she is and apparently we have to put a nightlight above her food because um, we're trying to reduce the strain on her eyes because if she goes blind as well it's it's going to be hard for her mm. so she might get like a little wee nightlight above and I think that's adorable oh it is so it's actually for relief on, on Tuesday with that because it's always well it's always touch and go for a new checkup for anyone or any dog of any age she just kept sitting there like eating it was so funny they just kept bringing food over <laughs> and she had like she, she had she's this like nom 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 this lovely cake please give me more but no that's why she's there walking now she's a bit agitated today but she's fine well she'll, she'll be okay So, obviously, you're kind of semi-in-vacation mode at the moment, which means you're both stressed from work and stressed with the vacation and wanting to relax. Yes, I think I mentally checked out on Tuesday, walked into a shitstorm this morning with an archaeological site, so it's been great. (laughs) Yes, it sounds like you need a drink. So, what have you got us to... So we are having a Pinot Gris uh, 2022 to California from Jay Vineyard's uh, winery. So... It's very light. It is very light smelling. Very light. But it's got a, 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 it's a light, but it's... Ooh, it's good. It's got a crisp melon flavor to it on the middle. Crisp melon muskness. Yes, it does have a little bit of a musky melon to it. It's very good. That's this nice. Is, this That's is really delicious. This is my first one to like try on air like you normally do, dear. So um, I think you could probably pair this with a white fish quite well if you'd like. Yes, I've got a bit of fish tonight. I've well, got plenty in there. Well, there you go. We'll, we'll save you some then. <laughs> I'll be right let's face it. <laughs> no, 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 knowing us. So, you, I've got a little little thing. It's in the foil. My, my, one of my, I think this might be my favourite thing that you made. Yeah. <laughs> so, what I've got is, it's a sausage roll. It's a Paul Hollywood adapted recipe because he does, um, so sausage roll is a flaky pastry that is wrapped around sausage meat. Uh, Greg's is our big baker that does it in England. It's one of the most popular snacks. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely delicious. It's buttery pastry. It is delicious meat that's kind of crappy, but of herbs in it. And for some reason, has never taken off in the United States of America. 
I don't know why, because God help us, we love our bread and we love our meat. <laughs> but I did learn to make it. So the Paul Hollywood does a Christmas wreath one, mm-hmm. where he um, you cut little slits and wreath it, and you pull and like a like a tear off crust, and you dip it. Mm-hmm. So I took that, and then I got the traditional interior on it because he wants black mm-hmm. pudding. That's just too expensive. Oh yeah. But we think we've kind of getting there close and perfected. So enjoy your sausage roll. I will enjoy this. Don't worry. <laughs> that is wonderful. I will be eating the rest of it after the podcast. There's a couple more in there as well. Oh, I'll be having more than one after the podcast. I bought this for. I work at an international organization, and we did a the hope everyone and 15 people wanted some really delicious food. Oh, it looked good. Yeah, better you sent. No, I had meat, and I shouldn't have had meat. Oh, yeah. No, really good. Everyone putting a lot of effort into it. One of the le- one person turned around and they brought in all this like delicious Lebanese f- or Persian foods and I went, "How do you have all these Persian recipes?" And they went, "Date a lot of Persian women." <laughs> <laughs> and, I d- and, and then and then and they looked at me like a potion. I said that and I just put my hands up and we just high fived each other because <laughs> um, their food was amazing. Like it was oh, good. Yeah. But no one sat. Everyone was just really nice. Everyone comes back in in the room again and. Um, bought some interesting desserts and there was like key lime pies mm-hmm. so people bought stuff from their region uh, one guy bought was always jerk chicken like mm-hmm. oh my god and and a lot of it and we do have a lot of um like cut stuff and all over so it was nice and mm-hmm. i said i did a british thing because british cuisine is is kind of forgotten but a couple of people were like, oh, someone bought sausage rolls. And like, oh, that, yeah, something that yeah. must be Max bought sausage rolls in. Yeah. But no, if you can get a sausage roll, I highly recommend. Uh, but I would, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say this. I have never had a good sausage roll here in D.C. until you made one for me. Yeah. And that was, I think, the first Christmas of COVID. Yeah, that's where I did the reef for the first time. Yeah. And so from now on, I see a sausage roll and I'm like, thank you, but no thank you. My friend can make a much better one. So the rumor is Alex has said that there's a Irish pub in Pentagon City that does a really good sausage roll. Oh, but well, the Alex says so. Yes, um, but the, um, the above grounds place that it's a union market yeah i've not been there yet i'm just a bit suspicious of his twists on stuff i've been there it's okay yeah i mean it it's delicious it's not your sausage roll and i you know it's not a paul hollywood it's not a paul hollywood no 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 That's enough talking about ourselves. What's going on in the gayborhood? We discuss the stories that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little camp. Sometimes more than one. <laughs> and I'm always, always glad we waited for some alcohol for some of these. Oh. Yes. Now, oh. Mm. before we begin, I'm going <laughs> to surprise you. So I'd like to surprise you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was like, do I tell you I'm going to do this? And I'm like, no, let's surprise him live on air. I've got a little se- little segment I think we might add in called oh. The More You Know. Oh, The More You Know. Okay. So this is a shout out to our lovely listener, The Other Daniel. Oh, yes. The Other Daniel. The Other Daniel, yes. Um, who contacted me. Um, he contacts us. Uh, he, he listens really early, actually. I've usually got contacts. He usually messages us about stuff before I've even kind of rubbed my eyes and um, made the coffee. Um, and yeah, normally I get a message Wednesday morning, morning bright and early. Which is lovely. And he he messaged me, and I've got 
get over this. Got, and he has some feedback. Now, we met the lovely other Daniel, the, lo- the lover Daniel, the lovely other Daniel, the lover Daniel, the lovely other while Daniel. camping um, up in New York. And he had some more information regarding the OnlyFans judge. Oh! Now, well, I, w- I would love this. Yes. Now, he, this is not information personal to the case, but oh, yeah. he yeah. apparently, I should have known this, we are friends, but he is a similar level judge. Oh. Yes. And oh, I... Yeah, so he... Duh. He, he <laughs> says, oh, he's similar level in that he knows the situation. And he said that even though the headlines are saying judge ban because of OnlyFans, he said it sounds like a complete overblown story. Yes. And he said that actually that level of judge, especially in New York, is not that high. And to be honest, it could have been, you know any government position at sort of that level mm. and they say there's a lot of like clickbaity about it ah. and actually his ex is also in that similar position and both oh. were in contact about this story and basically think that to be honest they reckon the issue was that he was five not completing his secondary income form properly oh so we admit like we we, we you know we obviously we try and hear stories and and we, 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 we report stuff that we think is interesting but if you do hear something we say um, and it's wrong. is wrong <laughs> you know don't hesitate you know we're all on the yeah. Instas a lot of, of you listeners at the moment still friends, friends. <laughs> you know we have the Instagram up we all attach Instagram um, to the to the show notes as well, but just you know, contact us and say, and and we we if you feel you know more, you have a different angle, right? We love it. We want to. The point of this is discussion, or if you know the person that's involved in the story personally and have an inside scoop, <laughs> and if you even wanted to say your notes yeah. and send over a voice note, we'd be more than happy to have that on because Max can edit. I cannot, but Max can edit. I can edit. So thank you, lover Daniel. Thank you, lover Daniel. That was the more you know. We can't sing. <laughs> no. Do you have an interestingly juicy story for us? Well, I actually have three stories. If I, despite the fact I only have two, but one of them wait, was wait, a breaking wait, wait, news. Wait, 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 wait. Once, twice. No, not a lady. Yeah. Well, two of them about ladies. One is not. Um, so I have some sad news that I'll cover briefly that broke right before the podcast. The fashion designer Mary Quant died today. Do I know Mary Quant? You should know Mary Quant. Think Carnaby Street. Think yes. Twiggy. Think the miniskirt. Think hot pants. Think the Vidal Sassoon bob for the 1960s in London. She died today, very unfortunately and very sad. How old was she? A 93. Oh, good innings on her, though. But here's the thing. She, she, um, her background, she's Welsh. Her parents were both school teachers. She grew up during, you know, the Blitz in London. And she became a fashion designer by the time she was 20. She went to an art school. Like, and she was the look of the 60s. Without her, you have no Twiggy. You have no, you know, anything from that era. I'll have to look into that actually. Yeah. Everyone go and type in Mary Quant and look at what she did. Yes. You'll you'll recognise her immediately. Yeah. Um, I have some other sad news, which was my big sad news of the week. And this is gay adjacent and a little bit camp, is that Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn broke up after six years. And what did I say when you told me? I didn't realise she was dating anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm so used to it being splashed across page six. So, and that was the interesting... And, 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 sorry, 
children. Page six was a gossip page yes. back when we were children. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is now part of the lexicon. That is all. Or it was entitled Lifestyles, but it was only a gossip yes. column. Like, um, so no, it was it was very interesting because she's kept the relationship with Joe sort of, you know, very subtle on the DL. He's been questioned in interviews. Are the two of you engaged? Are you not? Um, but it started to feel a little bit suspicious because she announced her Eras tour, you know, at the beginning of the year. Well, before the beginning of the year. But there was an announcement that came out that um, Joe will be joining her as he can based on his schedule, like as soon as she started touring. And it was really odd, and then it sounds like they've been broken up for a while. Um, but she's been handling this breakup differently. She's not been writing songs about, I hate my ex, you know, or I've got a blank space baby, and I'll write your name. So there's two types of albums, isn't there? There's, yeah. a, there's, there's an album that has where the breakup is a narrative theme in it, and then mm-hmm. there's the breakup being a thematic theme. The breakup will get to her music. Um, yeah. Like Adele's last album was very much a narrative album about her breakup, mm-hmm. whereas I think maybe you'll hear it in the music for this one. Mm-hmm. But Matt and Bowen did mention it on their podcast, and they kind of said that they don't think the part of the room on the street is because they they do know people uh, is that she's not as we're not about to see a spiral with this one no because i think she's she's matured like us she's my age for heaven's sake it's like we were different than you know the first person i always we dated, forget so she had a bit of i always think she's like she went i feel like she kind of went from like 18 to like 35 <laughs> right, I no. a bit in the mid no 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 but I mean you know that being said she's not going to do Jake Gyllenhaal in this one no he's still fueling her music Ugh. she's got rage for him I really want you to get on to the next story because that is my one favourite words hockey oh, hockey so the good news that I have for the week because I have no bad news other than those two things is that um, fans of the Seattle Thunderbirds, which is a professional NHL hockey team, uh, threw a impromptu pride night for one of the players, Luke Prokop, who is the only out NHL hockey player to date right now. Yay! What's his butt like? Juicy. Yes. Mm. Very juicy. Mm-hmm. So fans threw an impromptu DIY night, uh, pride night. They had you know logos with Seattle Pride. Um, all of the players put rainbow tape on all their sticks. Nice. They, most of them kept it on. This is a big deal because in the NHL, they've actually not done any Pride Night because of ties to Russia. So this is a big thing that a team came out and supported one of their fellow players. So, Wonderful. Congrats. Congrats. Let's see him in a jock. Yes. Ugh. Less. <laughs> so I have one bit of news. And, Just one. And this is and this is actually another slight section. I'm gonna. I'm surprising tonight with it. It'll make sense when I say it. Uh-huh. So, research has come out this week. <laughs> between ten ages ten to fourteen, they researched sleep patterns mm. and found out that 35.1 percent of LGBT youth have sleep problems compared to 13.5 percent of heterosexual youth of the same age. They didn't offer explanation. I can't think why a group of vulnerable young people with a lot going through them, mm-hmm. um, a lot to think about, uh, probably fearing their lack of future. I know I had a lot of recurring nightmares at that age. Yeah. Um, but doing that, so I, I'm, this is one of those studies where you look at it and you go, really? So <laughs> this, is a sec- this is a type of news I would like to label no shit Sherlock <laughs> so all together one two three no, no shit, shit Sherlock, Sherlock. 
And that's what I'm going to say on that matter. So I will say that I can uh, confirm these results as someone who had sleep issues from the age of 10 until 30 when they discovered melatonin. Yes. It's true. <laughs> and sorry to keep surprising you stuff like this, but I'm finding tonight no. like that when I was like going, no, this is the, I think we need to start labeling certain used things as no shit Sherlock. Because it's frankly. clearly a no shit Sherlock. Like, yeah. It just is. I, I, and it's interesting. It's good that they're highlighting it, but I really wish a study had come with someone trying to say, yes, because of the stresses. And I feel that it's a bit of a hollow analysis until someone steps up and goes we need to analyze the pressure that lgbt youth are under right and this is where this is where it's going to start counting so i'm hoping this information is going to be used quite nicely but well i will say i want them to actually say they're experiencing this because of the stress and then this is how we help them like i want us to go a little bit deeper and then come up with a solution that is what i want so i i like where you're going I just, I just, as I did in my former podcast, I just always want a little bit more, and I want a little bit more. Like, thank you, no shit, Sherlock, and how are you going to help these this population? Yes. So, Daniel, that has been gay culture for the week. Yes. But what has been your culture this week? Well, my culture of the week has literally been um, cruise details for the last little bit. But I do have some culture. I do not have much. I have some. What little I have, give me my dignity about it. Uh, For my food of the week, it was egg noodles. I had it two different ways. I had it in an Italian dish and a Chinese dish. So... They're the Chinese egg noodles, though, aren't they? Yes. Yes, I yes. do love egg noodles. So technically, they are Chinese egg noodles, but using them in an Italian dish, it is actually nice to have something very silky with a pasta sauce. I'm not going to lie. I do love them. I can have them with just an egg, crack an egg on them. I've never done that. Just crack, just cook them, crack an egg, bit cheese. Oof, so tidy. what I love doing is like doing an egg noodle and then chopping up some cabbage, sautéing it, and then doing um, meatballs with then like a poison sauce with it for a Chinese style. It's actually really good and very filling. And if you do it with veggie or vegan you know, meatballs, it's a vegetarian dish. I, I don't mean to like, kind of move you yeah, away yeah. from this. What is your opinion of egg noodles versus rice noodles? Um, it depends on my mood. I like them both. That's the thing. There are certain dishes that call for rice noodles and there are certain dishes that call for egg noodles. Yeah. Do you know what? I think one of the good, like we try and do like a quick meal now so often because I'm a slow, the joke yeah. is I'm a very slow cook, um, is that egg noodles, a packet of stir fry veg yep. stir fry little quick tip for the, the, the kids in the audience don't try and buy stir fry vegetables separately buy the bag don't bankrupt yourself and make sure it's the frozen bag it's going to be a dollar fifty and just as good yeah nutritious. and right. do that with the sauce just buy um, a couple of bits of like some ginger do yeah. that do it with egg noodles a bit of chicken or fake chicken replacement yeah. which is just as good in a stir fry it's delicious 15 minutes before I let you go on with your culture, yeah. funny thing aside, before I forget, hubby was, I was doing all this cooking last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said to the hubby, if you're on your way back from the bar, can you bring me some food home? Get some tortellini, we shove it in down quickly. Yeah, Didn't yeah, even yeah. end up eating last night. Gone vegetarian, vegan, had a sausage roll. <laughs> that was Max done for the night. <laughs> anyway, get this message from the hubby. Anything else we can get? Did you know tortellini's $8 a bag or whatever? Because it's Ooh. Whole Foods. It's gone to $68. You know, yeah, he, I yeah. said, yeah, I do I do the shop. He goes, oh, I guess you know that. I said, yes. He goes, okay then. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's, it's got expensive. 
Well, if you're going to do tortellini, my recommendation is, you know, cheese and then shred some lemon zest on top of it. Yeah. Have you ever had to, the frozen one in there tastes like cardboard? It's really bad. I've never done the frozen yeah, one. Yeah. I always do, I am bougie and I'll do the fresh one if I want tortellini. Yeah, no, the, the actual frozen one is actually not good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. All right. So that was my food of the week. My songs of the week uh, was Ray, a song called Escapism. It is a really good breakup song or sex song. I can't tell which one it is yet. I think it's one of the same, to be honest. Uh, it could be. It very much could be. Also, Taylor Swift released a brand new song, Hits Different, which actually feels different based on the breakup with Joe Alwyn. Um, I it's, will have to listen to it. It's sort of reflective of, like, you know, I'm now doing this and it's different because I knew you. Um, so my podcast of the week. Nice. Um, brand new podcast. If you like a drama, slow burn, supernatural podcast, I recommend the Monotalk Caves. Nice. It's a true crime. Well, it's a fictional crime that takes place in Tennessee in caves, and there's a paranormal element to it. It's been a good slow burn over the five episodes I've heard so far. Cute. Yep. And my soundtrack of the week was a re-listen, because it was Easter week, which we'll get to in a second. Jesus Christ Superstar Black Album. Okay, so I think this is where we're going to overlap a little bit because yep. it's actually on my list of culture. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. but I have another soundtrack that I will do after. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, how do you listen to it? Do you listen to it every Easter? I typically will listen to it the week before Easter. And then I forget about it for a little bit. And then maybe maybe occasionally in, like, you know, uh, October, I'm like, hmm, I would like to listen to Heaven on Their Runs. Like, that that's the song that gets the earworm for me. I'm like, there you go. So I always do it while I'm cooking Easter dinner. Yep. I've seen it twice. On, I saw the O2 version of Mel C. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a touring production in England, which was very much a basic, which was excellent mm-hmm. as well. Right. I did not see it when it came... The one that came... Last year to DC, I missed. So I'm going to be very honest with you. I have never seen it in person. So it's really good. It's actually very good. I missed it and it came last year. I forgot. I think that was just one of those, you know, where you have the bottleneck of tickets. When you listen to, you know, we're running on good time at the moment. Let's have a a dip. When you, what is your relationship with Jesus Christ Superstar, the Android Webber, Tim Rice, Mega Musical? So, here is the awkward thing is, like, as a gay kid, like, I was like, ooh, this is Broadway. Yes. Uh, Whereas, you know, I remember very distinctly, like, I was listening to the soundtrack once because I was in a Andrew Lloyd Webber kick in my teenage years. Yes. Phantom of the Opera, Evita, Sunset Boulevard, very much so. So, Jesus Christ was also there. And I remember my mom coming in at one point, and she's like, I don't know if you should be listening to this. And I'm like, it's Jesus Christ Superstar. It's Christian. And I was just, she's like, okay. I'm like, that. that's what I remember about it. But I was just sitting here and it was like, it wasn't. Like, it was very much like, I don't know. I just found it very entertaining and I found the music very good. So the music's phenomenal. Yes, the absolutely. The music is, honestly, yeah, it's phenomenal. It was their first, it was their second show, wasn't it? I think Joseph is their first. They was wrote, Joseph the first? Joseph, they wrote, they, they, they originated Joseph at school. School, and I think then Jesus Christ Superstar was their first fleshed out musical and I think they they, they bought Joseph I think Joseph had earlier origins but a later yeah. completion well I feel like that's true because I do remember Joseph from a much younger age 
but that was another reason for that which we'll get in so it's exciting yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Joe, Jesus Christ Superstar for me is one of the shows that I didn't I, I, I gonna be blunt to everyone I'm not a big fan of religion I think it's got a lot of work to do to prove itself yes um, but I am a huge fan of theology I actually got very high I got highest grades in we did half RE at school we did mm. half religious education um, I find myths and legends fascinating I'm sorry if you don't like me saying your religion is a myth and legends unfortunately the stories to... are repeated throughout world culture I, as a historian I'll say I'm gonna open my, myself up to this one you can find me on Instagram at Max Sycamore and we can have a discussion on the DMs about religion but I'm I'm sorry, and this God comes down next to you, I'm always going to win this one. Um, <laughs> but Jesus Christ Superstar is a fantastic analysis, and if anyone thinks that it's actually not clever, it is probably one of the most cleverest interpretations of the passions I mm. think ever done. In it, you have a central, central character called Judas, Judas, who is questioning his leader yeah the motives the motives because he's starting to wonder whether or not you know like he's he's not practicing what he preaches and no one's had evidence that really he is the son of god and even jesus is having faith issues right and you've got this quite amazing storyline occurring and it is and it's like heaven on their minds a great song i love is it everything's all right? And that's that song everything's that, all right. Yeah, that builds. Try not to worry. Buried. But that bit where he goes, are the poor less important than your feet? Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, you need to listen to it. Yeah. So, and um, I love, um, which is only it's only on the black album. It's not on the original album. Is uh, can we start again, please? Mm. Oh, it's so yes. sad. But it's interesting because my husband's a very big musical theatre fan, and he. He doesn't really listen to that. He's not a show he's familiar with. No. And it was interesting that he goes, well, we started talking about the whole, you know, the idea was that um, the Jewish faith is blamed for the um, death of Jesus as I'm pouring more wine. Um, <laughs> Where's the water? <laughs> so the big issue in, in the Jewish faith is that basically the, the Jewish faith was blamed for the death of Jesus Christ. Um, even though actually it was the Romans they changed it right. later on when they decided to go from the Zyosagotic to a monosagotic religion base right. and they had to give the blame to someone else if you do not understand what I'm saying again we're not going to make this nasty but I highly suggest learning a little bit more about the origins of yes. religion we're going to keep this nice because you right. know I, can, I have gone off on one about it but we're going to be yes, very nice yes, about yes, it yes. but there's a whole bit there's a whole song where they go make up your minds and right. it's an analysis of yeah. that Oh, see, I feel like I've I've, 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 I've taken it away. No, 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 no. But the interesting thing was that when Hubs came in and he was listening to little bits of it and he goes, said to me, that's odd. And I said, oh, what? He goes, well, it's weird that I've just, because I guess is the big song. We love that. Yeah, yeah. And he went, I've just kind of noticed that every time Jesus sings, it's rock opera. But every time Judas sings, the music's more quiet and holy. Mm-hmm. And I went, you're getting Jesus Christ Superstar. And he goes, oh, this is an interesting show. And I said, mm-hmm. it's it's probably... It's so weird when you look at... Android Webber has had multiple successes, but that show is... Your, they peak to that show in a weird yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, like... I think the other shows work for other reasons. Like... You know, I want to see Bad Cinderella. I've still seen School of Rock. 
I haven't seen School of Rock. Um, I do want to see Bad Cinderella. Um, I don't think it's touring here, though. No. No, you have to go to New York to yeah, see it. Yeah, it'll tour soon, probably. But yeah. it is, it is a fa- it's a phenomenal show. Yeah. And you, but you had a good time. And do you listen to it and go, why do I not listen to this all the time? I do. Every year I remind myself, of, oh, I should listen to this more. And then it's just like, oh, no, but... It's sort of like one of those holiday like soundtracks that you pull out at Christmas time and you pull out Fourth of July. You pull out, you know, at certain times. I do love it though. Yeah, no, I I, don't I hope it, it tours again because they they had a big. I I, I probably won't tour for a little bit, but I think it, I think it's just again it's one of those shows that people kind of forget. Well, I mean, it's been touring since the seventies for a reason, like you know, in various iterations because it's sort of timeless and it's. Great. Also, the bit I do love, and giving giving spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, but it's the bit when Judas breaks into I don't know how to love him, breaks yeah. my heart. Right. Oh my god. I you, love that song. And I think the whole aspect of it that Judas still after like, be, be, well, they say betraying Jesus, but selling out for Jesus, is is basically wanted to you know pour water on him for a little bit and calm him down and yeah. felt this was the only way to do it and suddenly realizes that the situation's out of his control. Yeah. Oh my god, it's nuts. Good. Like listening to him, like realize the realization in that song. You're just like, oh my god. Also, Alice Cooper's in that album. Is he? You are the crest. Yeah. Oh, Herod. He's Herod, yeah. Oh yeah, it's I Alice forget. Cooper. I always forget he's Herod. He's Herod on that album, isn't he? Because that's linked with the that album's different from that production, isn't it? Yes, it's very much different from that production. Have you seen the film version of that? Or is there the, the film version? The, stage, the film version was seventy three, yeah. But there's a later version. Yeah, yeah. There's two. There's the actual film version that had the tanks in it. Mm, yeah, that was an interesting one. Nice and then choice. they did a later what they'd call like they did where they did cats where it's like the stage. Yeah, so I, so I, I seventy three version where the tanks run up were the ones that I've seen. Yeah, the later one's good, mm. but it's not amazing. It's like yeah, it's yeah. good music, but I wouldn't. Yeah, 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 it's not an amazing one. Yeah. So I've got little bits of of my culture. Um, Dungeons and Dragons superstar, obviously. Went to the air this week. The new Ben Affleck, Matt Damon oh, movie yeah, sure, about the origin of the Air Jordans. Mm. Good film, very solid. Um, not groundbreaking, to be honest. It's, I mean, Ben Affleck's an amazing director. He's a very competent director. The interesting thing is, like, NPR and the Washington Post had two different reviews of that film. One was like not groundbreaking. One was like best film ever, and it's like okay, it's a really good <laughs> film, but it's just not. It doesn't. It, I no pun intended. Doesn't tread new grounds. <laughs> but it's yeah. got, it's a really interesting perspective because at the time it was about the fact that no one really ever created a personalized brand around an individual no player. it was a monumental leap um thingy plays his mum and viola davis plays yeah, his mum yeah, yeah. very well done apparently michael jordan um he didn't have anything to do with the film but ben affleck spoke with him and he said this person needs to be included this person he goes um you need to increase my mum's role more because she persuaded me to take this oh and i need viola davis to play her and i don't think anyone argued with that I did at one point go, wait, is this a prequel to Space Jam? <laughs> um, um, but no, it's, I would highly recommend And even, I mean, maybe not cinemas, because um, next week I'm really going to go see a cinema film, which I'm excited for. Which cinema film? Uh, Ren- Renfield. Oh, Renfield! Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yes. mm. um, So, yeah, no, it was a really good film. Uh, my cooking of the week, I did a whole Easter meal. 
you yeah. did we'll talk about it in a second it was delicious yes um, but I did for that one bake with flaxseed for the first time it was it was good it was good uh, we did this week I did a carrot cake for Easter which I took into work as well and I did a carrot cake for work <laughs> don't ask um, but flaxseed it bounds it it didn't create an issue it did not create the rise I would have liked Whereas I, here's the thing, I was either so drunk on Easter, I thought it was light and fluffy. It was light and fluffy, but it doesn't create, like, when I did the same recipe, mm -hmm. there's a, there is a noticeable difference. But it's not like it's a bad, and I think we have to adjust our expectations when it comes to food, when we're mm -hmm. cooking without egg. Right. Um, I would definitely do it again, and I would probably look at increasing the baking soda to, artific to create that sort of... I wonder if you could do something other than baking soda, though. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I feel... So, if anyone's looking at vegan baking, is that it's possible, but it isn't just an easy replacement of stuff. You have to readjust your proportions throughout. Yeah. But it, when it works, it works. And, and, to be and when honest, it doesn't, it doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> um, I still think the vegan peanut butter and chocolate cake I did was phenomenal. I'm sorry, Max. He's saying this. You will never top that. That cake. one. Yeah, that was. I'm. I'm gonna try it again. I might try it midsummer just to see prepare myself for Halloween. Mm. Um, and then the final thing was that obviously we just spoke Jesus Christ Superstar. I go through all the albums on Easter. Um, I had to refresh myself slightly. I still think Joseph may be the greatest musical ever written. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say this. I also listened to Joseph this week, but I listened to certain songs. Where Donny Osmond was singing shirtless, like for obvious reasons. It's weird. It's still one that makes me cry because I get very sentimental. It's not mm -hmm. the greatest. It's, no. it's not the great. I mean, like, but it's a good way of telling a story. I think Love Never Dies is a, a, like is amazing. It's, yes. that's a t an underrated show. But yes. there is some beautiful melodies in it, and it knows itself. And I think that you don't get many shows anymore that know themselves like that. And a sung fu show aims at kids is strange so I don't I'm going to change my mind I don't I'm not going to say it's it's underrated I think it's underappreciated for what it achieves yes because like I said I remember seeing that in elementary like music school my music teacher was like we're going to watch Joseph and Technicolor Dreamcoat and it's just like oh okay perfection yeah That may have been a culture for us, but what is making an impact for everyone else? We check the fiends, test the mood, and ask the question, what is gay culture? Do you want me to start on this one? Because I was very broad, and I do mean that I really mean what I put down there. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Honey. Wait one more. Go for it. Honey, we just had a holiday weekend. It's the Easter of it all. Like, it's going to be the start of the fashion season, so to speak. Linen is back in as of... Easter is such a gay holiday. I mean, Christmas is a gay, broad holiday, but Easter is our sort of gay. You know, it's Christ a hung man on a cross with six pack out. Christmas is saying, yes, queen, yes, queen, yes, <laughs> queen, work, work, work. Here. Yes, Mary, yes. Whereas Easter is about dignified patterns, a nice fitted shirt, a good pair of slacks, a gingham nice and gingham. linen bottle of wine and say more refined about the food that we do with it it's not about gluttony it's about you know having just the right amount not too much it's never it's not like thanksgiving it's not like christmas where we all like 
gorge ourselves and then we like sleep for half the day. It's like, oh, we're gonna have a little bit here and a little bit there, and we're gonna drink a little bit there, which we may have overindulged this weekend, but you know, we did it. But I do fuck you all over by doing not a brunch but a Easter dinner. Well, yes, you always serve it at like two to three. But here's the thing: I actually like that. Yes. I like that. It, it's, it feels homey to me having it at two or three. So just for perspective, yes. in England, we do Easter is a bigger holiday and that we have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, mm-hmm. which is lovely. It's why it's my favorite holiday or surprises the hubby that it's my favorite holiday. Uh, we do a roast lamb. Yes, it was fantastic. Yes. Uh, which is harder to find over here, but a good leg of lamb. Shoulders better, but it's fattier, but it's got more flavor. I did some roast potatoes, some veg, Yorkshire puddings. So unfortunately for my friends who, if they do request anything, I will make it. I do have, as long as it doesn't conflict too much with the final meal. Which I'm going to say, again, I am very sorry for daring you drunkenly on Friday night to do a rosemary focaccia, but it was amazing. And it's also going to be a go-to, so cheers <laughs> to that, because I didn't realize how not easy and it was good to do. And yeah, actually, no. It was a bit dry, I wish I had more faith and got it out earlier, but... It paired with everything. No, Easter's, Easter's such a weird... It's a fussy little queer of a holiday, isn't it? It is a very queer little holiday. It's like in the middle of spring, like we've forgotten holidays. Like it's not the high holiday season. It's sort of it. Like, but it is a high... It's funny because it's also like the holiday, like uh, Jesus was in Jerusalem for Passover. Yeah. So obviously we've got this multiple clash of holidays. Like they happen at the same time. Right. I mean, heaven forbid I ever did Jew, whatever would I do? I know. It's like Dr. Zeus. <laughs> but no, it is It is just such... I, I love it. I love... It always got to give it with my family. Roast lamb is absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. Americans, sadly, cook lamb like beef and it dries it out. We do slow roast Jamie Oliver lamb. It, it just was a nice time. Everyone got together. Matt brought over a, a lovely vegan spinach and puff pastry. Spanakopita. Spanakopita. It was yeah. delicious. It was. I didn't think else without meat or we tried our best. Uh, he doesn't like egg, but unfortunately Yorkshire puddings were egg adjacent. I think he had two though. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was. And, and the weather kind of blessed us a little bit. It was like the beginning of like spring. It was like 62 and it was like, oh, we can be outside on the roof deck having dinner. And we did. So in my in my eyes of Easter, Easter is when England looks like a constable painting. Which you say every time, and I love that because as a former art historian, like it just, it just it, it's just idyllic. Idyllic is the word I use. Idyllic. Also, my my sainted grandma because we used to go. She's come over. I must remember. It sounds so gross, but her dealing with a wonky tooth and oh yeah, you know, like no, it was it's always lovely. Um, we got a bit toasty on, on Sunday and I think did we end up somewhere I American Ice Company dear yes and then end up back yeah and by the yeah. end of it was just I don't think we watched a movie and then somehow y'all we... did I, I went home after American Ice what did we watch there's a lot of questions about Sunday night <laughs> yeah no, but it was we just had a really we were sat outside everyone chatted it was lovely so it was a perfect I just wish Easter Monday was recognised over here. Not so much Good Friday, but Easter Monday more than anything. You know, it should be like Pride Monday. It's how I'm taking it this year. Like, it should be recognised, really. It should be. But it's also very nice, like, having your British traditions of, like, Easter. Because it clashes with, like, the Southern traditions for Easter a little bit. And that, like, I grew up having, like, a ham. 
but we also would have all these sides and stuff. But the thing is, it still feels like home having the lamb. Like, you know. So we did the ham. You came over when I did the ham that year. Yeah. The the weird thing is, I I love the ham. We don't have ham like that in England. Mm-hmm. We don't. We have like a, what you call deli ham. Yeah. Yes. But we don't have a ham joint. It's not what you would. It's not half a leg. Like, you know, you you'd have like a um in in summer. Your mum might say, "I've got a bit of ham out." You know, you'd have a bit of a salad, a bit of sliced ham. Right. But to have, but I've had ham. I I I, I adore ham over here. But what would you have as a side? Because I find that when I looked to the Easter, it was so sweet. So typically, like, what I remember is, you know, my grandmother would always make deviled eggs. A delicious. I hated them, but my brother loved them. Do you not like a deviled egg? I hate... It's like rubber to me. Like... So the hubs bought some from Whole Foods and they uh, were like rubber because they have to put the preservative devil's eggs should not last longer than an hour no they should not so like I have issues with deviled eggs but they'd be like deviled eggs and then like a crudite of like pimento cheese freshly made and like crackers going with yeah. it and then there would definitely be yeast rolls which we wouldn't have any other time of the year just at what? Easter what? a yeast roll um, is that just normal bread? No, it's like a roll made of yeast and it rises a little bit and like glazes over like yeah with like sea salt on top curious of it. Curious and curious, though, as yeah. Alice would say. So so we'd have that, and the sides would always be like uh, green beans. There would be like a potato dish of some sort. It would vary like whether it was like scalloped potatoes, roasted potatoes, but there was always potato. There was always, for some reason, my grandmother just adored cream corn, and it had to happen. Like cream corn was there. There'd be a salad of some sort. And then there would be the ham as the centerpiece. There would be some dessert that would vary because if she had her way, which I loved it whenever she had her way, it was always a lemon icebox pie. I love those. So, from what you said about your grandma, though, uh-huh. I, I find it really odd that she never got her way. Oh, here's the thing. She got her way more than she, she would admit. But, like, some people in the family would be like, oh, we really want to have, you know... A cheesecake instead, or we'd rather have a hummingbird cake. So she would make that. So what's a lemon ice pie? So a lemon ice box pie is gelatin, sugar, cream of milk, or, or uh, sweet condensed milk, and like lemon juice, and you put it in. You mix it all together, put it into a instant you know pie dish, put it into the freezer, freeze it for eight hours, and then you put whipped cream on top of it, essentially, and it's just wonderful. Like, it's nice and tart and light. Like, you don't feel, like, heavy after eating it. So, in England, we call that a lemon tort. Do you really? So, it's not I'm that... Sorry, like, l- sorry, listeners, like, we're having a moment friends. So, it's like... not, like, it's not that exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. a lemon tort is, like, that... It's a lemon... It's a, it's a thin... It's a thin pie. You know, like, it's got the... It's like the dish a bit... It's, it's got probably about an inch of... In it, yeah. So I would say maybe like three yeah, inches. No, yes, yeah, no, yeah. we're 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 an yeah. inch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So wait, it's an inch, but in so in DC grinder, that's nine inches of pie. Ah, um, yes. So it's a thin like substance pudding, which because you your pudding is basically our pie filling. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, it's a lemon, like, and I, I admit that, but it's very popular. If my mother is listening to this, my God, please. 
turn off now. <laughs> but it is, mum would always get a lemon talked out. And lemon is always usually used in the middle classes or the upper working classes in England mm-hmm. um, as that go to get a lemon roulade, darling. Because you could have a, because lemon was so sour that you have a little bit of it. Oh, right. Just have a little bit. Just have a sliver. Just have a sliver. Mm-hmm. And when I went to my friend Fran's house her mum the lovely Melanie who I adore mm-hmm. also had a lemon talk for the same reasons as you mm-hmm. just get this like little light pie out everyone gets out it's, it and did that a bit of, and it's sort of like it's we don't so much have dessert as a palate cleanse yes so okay I might try that one for you but it has to be yeah I think I'll get do. I'll get you the actual recipe that she did and I'll give it to you and you can try it but I loved it because it was always just light enough and you just sort of hit the spot of like, oh, that's the perfect like end to like Easter because it's not a gluttonous holiday. It's just like, oh, yeah, just it's a little the same, bit. It, no, it's you just, just need a little topping. It's, it's the same meal. Yeah. It is. It's, it, it's it lemon. Is, it's the lemon. Okay. It just ends it and it's just like, there you go. We're bringing cultures together, people. Yes. We're bringing cultures together. The Southerns and the Brits are cousins as we've said long ago. Just quickly side note on that one. We had flags out for the international lunch today, uh-huh. and someone said to me, "Oh, Max, just find your flag and plant it anywhere." And I went, uh, "Yeah, my culture's been doing that for too long now." And they looked at me and just started going, "Yeah, better not then." And I was just like, "I'm really glad that the jo- they like looked at right, me and said, right. 'Yeah, they're I, part of the joke.'" Joke. I was like, "Oh, should I said that like, oh no, Max, yeah, yeah, whoops." <laughs> so no, that's yeah. So I did a I do a carrot cake. Yes, I might have to start. I might have to start picking like alternate dates where like space it out and mm. then do like okay we're gonna do like an American Easter like we don't do obviously an American Thanksgiving an English right. Thanksgiving because right. that doesn't exist right and the English Christmas is always divine divine so there's no point to, I don't yeah. there's no even point let's face it but no maybe I'll do a oh like a September ham or something I would help you with that. Yeah, that'd be nice. And I'll help you with that. Have you ever done ham from scratch? Uh, yes, and it depends on which version that you want to do. Because I've, it's hard to find raw ham, isn't it? It's hard to find, but we can go from doing a 72-hour ham that is steeped in sweet tea, or we can do something else. Yes, I've heard of sweet tea ham. So yes. I use tea in my turkey. You did, and it was delicious. Yeah, tea, yeah. black tea is a very good, good meat-based. Sort. I need to teach you how to make Chatham artillery battery punch at some point. It sounds like I'm going to wake up uh, with a Spirit of Denver sticker on my forehead in California. Uh, you might. Some flag tattooed on your ass. No, but I think it's, I think it's nice, and we've always, like... I, I You know, I feel like we're having a weird, like, like culture week this week. But, oh, yeah. no, we do have... I have a thing. If you, if you dare me to make something, I'll make it. And a lot of it is that... People, but listeners, I didn't dare to make anything. But also, if, so, if someone says, oh, what can you make? I'm like, I, I, I'm a good cook. I never use... You are. Like, so I can... If you give me something to make, I will try and find a way to make it. The only thing I won't do is deep fry it. We don't have the means to do it. Air frying is... Air frying is a very good, healthy alternative, but it's not the same. And shallow yeah, frying sticks out the room. So I do. Yeah. I check French sometimes for my mother-in-law. It smokes out. The, the house stinks by the end of it. And not in a bad way, but it's smoky and the dog's going nuts. It's distinct. 
And if you ever wonder why you shouldn't fry, what I highly recommend you do is find a high uh, cupboard, put a glass on top of it, leave it for a month, and then pull the glass down from the cupboard and rub your fingers along it. Ooh. And you'll see how badly frying food actually is. And Dan, you know what I'm talking about, Daniel? It, it I is, know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. We had to soak the wine because it just, it just cover, yes. it's canvas covered in it. So, no. But there's loads of stuff to do. So, anyone actually has a recipe for me, you can also let me know and I will try it. And actually, and we will test it. For Enos Garden, if you have anything you want to see, yes, us, absolutely. please do. We love it. We're open to suggestions always. Anything else about Easter apart from being hung on a cross? No. No. We all wish we were hung more on the cross. Well. So, now it's your turn. What, 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 what was your culture as I dominated that one? No, God, I always dominate. <laughs> well, apart from... Don't laugh. I will laugh. Two words. Yes. Dylan Mulvaney. Oh, do tell, do tell, do tell. So, Dylan Mulvaney is a TikTok star who did 365 days of being a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the right way. They transition. She transitions. I think she's she now. Or say they, just be safe. They transitioned. They transitioned and they documented it on TikTok. Uh, they came actually to my uh, knowledge when Laverne Cox actually mm. pulled him aside and said, you know, just leave something for yourself. <laughs> but <laughs> don't, don't show us everything. Lil Mulvaney is a, a transgender TikTok star who has documented her transition, their transition um, over last year mm-hmm. and has inspired a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I, it turns out, I, I did not realize this, they, they were in like a touring cast of Book of Mormon. They have been, oh. when they were still presenting as male, oh. were doing a lot. They are mm-hmm. now uh, very, very famous so famous, in fact, that Bud Light reached out to them and said, would you like to do a sponsorship? Now, this is the thing, is that Dylan is not a... They are, they do not have a contract with Bud Light in the way that Natalie Portman... No, uh, uh, Kira Knightley has one with Coco Chanel. No one has a contract like Chanel or Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but Oscar Johansson, they were literally asked to do a paid promotion. Mm. Dylan Mulvaney sat there looking gorgeous as she always does right and drank a beer as one does as one does as we have with Bud Light reactions range from people pouring beer down the sink vowing never to buy Bud Light again to Kid Rock getting a semi-automatic weapon out and shooting a pack of beer and this is why Era 57 should not be allowed outside the military and I said it. So I said it. This is not news. I I'm head in hands right now. Literally, I am done. You you are. Yeah. If you don't want to drink the fucking beer, don't. Guess what? This is nothing to be proud of, but our community has a high level of alcohol abuse. We are a drinky culture. You think you can outdrink us? Fuck off. We say as we have two wine glasses each in front of us for the separate wines we're drinking. 
<laughs> Stop acting like you don't need our sponsorship and your one counts. We went to see a comedian a few months back and she walked out into the room in DC and went, my God, the average salary and retirement plans in this room must be through the roof. Which one was that one? The one before um, Heartfrog Rob. Remember, she walked out and goes, my God, the retirement oh, plans oh. in this room. Oh, yes, 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 sorry. She asked everyone and everyone had a high-flying job. I am sorry, but stop it. We are always going to win the alcohol fight. We have been winning it for years. Since the 60s, we have been winning it. There was an issue with cars beer in the 70s. They were not paying their truckers enough money. They went on strike. It was not working. So they turned to gay leaders, including a one Miss Harvey Milk, and said, can you rally your troops? Every gay bar stopped serving cars beer and at that point, cars relinquished and changed their tune on how they paid people. If you don't have our custom, you will crumble. Guess what? Gays, we show up. We show the fuck up. Mainly to complain, mainly to drink, and especially to cruise. We want to see the manager. So, going to get a bit passionate, but no, that was it. I'm sorry, but stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. We don't want your life we are not coming for your fucking lives because our lives are more richer than yours will ever be darling because you are not what you are not gay and this is to the people that do not like us if you're just a star, if you're just a lovely midwestern family then please invite me over for dinner i love food and i like the company but no so unfortunately this has just been happening this week there's been a lot of nastiness but we are never going to win the alcohol fight with us um, Bud have been a long supporter of the gay community when we basically turn against their biggest competitor of cars yep. um, this could have been probably slightly profit driven but let's not even go there with that um, basically the head of Budweiser turned around and said there's no future for Bud Light without um, diversity and then later said representation is the next is, is requirement of evolution yay I think I got that wrong. I can't even remember that word. Well, diversity is the spice of life, and uh, representation is what we need. So there we go. But if anyone wants to learn more about Dylan Mavaney, who is a very lovely young person who is changing hearts and minds, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go back to she was on Rosie's podcast this week. Oh. I should not be. I know we should not. We should be putting more towards indie podcasts. Everyone find an indie podcast and listen to it. They'll love you for it. But Rosie had it on. Rosie's in her 60s. Dylan is in her 20s. 20s. And basically, Rosie was getting all like... Oh, no, so Dylan's 26. So Rosie has a 25-year-old and 27. So I said, there's a perfect place for you. Uh-huh. And Dylan just went, I've been following you for years. I may have been a bit late with some of your things. but And then Dylan, at one point, had done their research. Mm-hmm and said I owe a lot of my success to the path that you beat yeah and it was really refreshing to hear like someone in their 20s actually be aware that someone came before them so someone knows their history but I would highly recommend this podcast it's a lovely conversation between a young person in awe of a of a a gay elder and a gay elder in awe of the bravery that someone's treading a new path for themselves so we can both learn we can both learn and uh, Rosie was saying that 
um, this lovely Rosie O'Donnell was saying that her 12 year old was talking about um, now what she said there was there's and, and they were talking about gender and and sex and Rosie kind of said to her there's only two sexes and she said yes mum there's only two sexes but there's multiple genders mm. and it was like wow that's a really <clears throat> interesting way to to look at it and then kind right. of probably it's more than two sexes to be honest as well yeah, yeah. but anyway yeah. we won't even go yeah. in there but it was just a really really lovely interview highly recommend it there's a person trailblazing but I just don't know just drink whatever you want to drink but don't make sure they spark gays and don't yeah don't drink yingling yeah there you go and now we come to the end of the show in the final bit that sometimes drags on longer than well not any of your relationships (laughs) minor Ah, brief and short And now it's time for Old and Tired, where we attempt to make sense of the stories that have baffled us. But instead of Googling it ourselves, because what is Google good for? We have the other one do it for us, because that's what friends are for. And dear, you tasked me with a task that I tasked myself with. I was about to say, did you just drunk? Because I did not task you with this. No, you shouldn't task me with this at all. So, um, the new story that I'm going to talk about is the fact that uh, there is a new Instagram called Republicans... Republicans that is using AI to produce drag queen uh, personifications of anti-LGBTQ lawmakers. So let me tell you, one Miss Mitch McConnell has been featured as Anita Filibuster. There has been Lady Graham Cracker for Lindsey Graham, and both of them were giving me life. Steve Bannon has been featured, and they have been in full drag queen regalia as only they could be if their figures were as drag queens. Can I ask, though, is Lindsey Graham anti-LGBT? Yes, I actually think he is. Because he's a weird one. Lady G's a weird one. He's actually quite shrewd in his... He's quite shrewd, but I don't believe he's not been vocal against yeah. the LGBTs. The the images look they're not designed to look accurate. I've seen no. them. But they do look very good, like they're very beautiful painted portraits. But they do give me life. Like I, I laughed at them twice. <laughs> if not three times with them. Like, it's it's been quite amusing. I don't usually like the AI stuff, but this one has been this been's rather rather amusing. So I think it's very glad to check it out. It really is actually been quite funny to see all this. It's been a b- bit of a bubbly dazzler of an Instagram yes. account. Did you have a word of the week? I didn't have a word of the week. I didn't really either, to be honest. Guess what? We didn't learn a word of the week, listeners. Sorry. Kindness. Oh yes, that's a good one. Be kind to everyone. If you don't want it done to you, don't do it to anyone else. And maybe wonder, I don't know, should we get a little bit deep and dark? I don't know. But maybe just, just you know, think, I don't want to do that, but how much would someone else appreciate if I did that for them? And if you're shallow enough, how would someone else look at me if I did this and it was on Instagram? God's sake, very shallow. I know. Um, and then, as we reach the end of our show, we come to our final thoughts and we make sure there's pettiest possible the pettiest ever this is petticoat lane where we pick a topic that's been irritating us and we let you know why yes 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 max speak speak your truth luke gage 
Really? <laughs> okay, like he got his ass ate by Bobby Martler. I get that. I get that. But now everyone's acting like he's the one that we're following suit for. Some might say that he is the Messiah. He is the Messiah. But I'm also a little bit like, when did he become so important? Three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so he's been dating someone that I barely know who they are. They're now engaged. They're now engaged. Uh, so, okay, I will admit, I got very engaged very quickly to my husband. They're, they're, you know, and it happens. But we went through a, a significant amount of stuff, and we were engaged after, what, eight months? But this guy's been married for three, engaged for like three weeks or something stupid. Like they've been out for three weeks or something stupid like that. Yeah. Oh my god, why, why, and I, I just kind of feel that, I, I mean, obviously Petticoat Lane's our little bubble of bitchiness because we try and be a positive podcast, <clears throat> but <clears throat> generally think that they basically saw the amount of press they were getting and got excited and got engaged, I guarantee they're either going to get married in the next month or it's going to burn out. All I'm saying is Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. I mean, he's a nice looking guy, but... Fuck it, hey. Yeah. I just, I was like, really? And was like, oh my God, it wants to know. Does everyone really want to know? No one wants to know. There's a couple of Midwestern housewives and a gay guy that doesn't think he can do better because he's been told bad things by by his basically disgusting family the whole time. So if you're really invested in this relationship, look yourself in the mirror and go, why? I also deserve my ass to be eaten <laughs> by Mary Bartlett. <laughs> everyone does. Moustache and all. Yes. And on that note, You've got to wind me before I do this last note. Wind you? Because I can't, I can't cheers on an empty glass. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh, good. Thank you. So, as we come to, that, we are now at the end of the show, and we have to ask, what is culture next week? And I think I know what it's going to be for you. Uh, for me, it's going to be vacation, cruising, which we'll, you'll hear about in two weeks, not the next week, but in two weeks you'll hear about it. There you go. Be cultureless. Yes. Uh, for me, I feel I shall be progressing forward. My culture is going to be Max next week. Max is going to spend a lot of time doing Max things to make sure Max is ready because he will be going back to England for the first time in seven years and it's going to be a shit show of emotion, even though I don't have any. So let us clear our heads and be prepared. And I'm going to say this. I want you to do a lot of self-care and I love this journey for you. Like, literally as my friend, I love this journey for you. I hope it's better than Lusitania. You've been listening to Bitches With Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.